0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At Dobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs.
1: For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time,
1: The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Bally Sports Midwest's Alexa Datt and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Alex Ferrario as we head back out to our Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line today celebrating Scott Rowland, who is headed to the Baseball Hall of Fame. It was announced last night that he is going in, of course, the longtime Cardinals third baseman, and we catch up with his former teammate and World Series champion, one of our favorites here on BK and Ferrario. He is David Eckstein. David, it's great to talk with you today, sir. How are you?
2: I'm doing great, especially after what happened yesterday. That's so exciting.
1: Yep. Let's uh, let's start right there, David. What was the reaction Scott Rowland announced as a baseball Hall of Famer for you who's played with him for three seasons? Uh, about time.
2: <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. No, I was so excited. I was actually out to dinner, and I I mean, my, I mean, got a text message letting me know that he had gotten in um, from a friend, you know, because we were waiting. We had a phone call earlier in the day. You think he's going to get out? I was like, yes, yeah, I do. I think this is his year. And so, no, just so excited. Well-deserved, as we know, probably one of the greatest third basemen to ever play the game. And so just so happy for him.
0: David, let's start with a story off the field because we know his on-field credentials. Something off the field that you can give a little bit of a window into his personality, uh, the type of guy he was, a teammate, something fun and entertaining for us.
2: Yeah, so um, probably probably my, my best story is the fact that when we actually were playing in Toronto, um, and he knows I like professional wrestling. And so, um, a, a, signed John Cena bat came up, I mean, belt came up for auction and all of a sudden, you know, you know, you know how cheap I am. There's no way I'm, I'm paying on that. <laughs> okay. and so all of a sudden, you know, hand raises up, we're sitting at the table. All of a sudden he's like $2,000 <laughs> and basically he bought me the John Cena belt. I have it today. I was actually that for Halloween. To be honest, um, but like that's that's the person that 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 Scott is. Like, um, you know, I think he has the driest sense of humor in the game, and and you know, he will straight face you, and it is hilarious. I had him, I don't, um, when I got done playing, I had him talking to like one of my um high school kids, and and he's like, just being like, you know, I would kill you. And so, and, but that's who Scott was. I mean, Scott was one of the nicest players, um, generous beyond generous, and just very fortunate to have him as a teammate.
1: So, David, we, we talked with uh, your former teammate Ryan Ludwig earlier in the show, and, and Luddy was telling, telling us about Scott Rowland and how he, uh, he held everybody on that team accountable when they got yeah. hit by a pitch. He said, if you winced, Scott Rowland was going to let you hear it. You got hit a lot in your career at the plate. <laughs> yeah. So tell me you were intimidated Scott Rowland.
2: Oh I, oh, I was definitely intimidated by Scott Rowland. But I, I mean, I was a little different. I loved getting hit by pitches. It felt like it was the only way it made me tough. But the thing about, the thing about Scott, Scott held the club to a standard, you know, and, and his standard was winning. And I think, you know, it was kind of a little bit overshadowed within St. Louis because of all the great stars. But what he did in Cincinnati to totally turn that whole cultural around And to get them to the playoffs, I think that's where it really showed and shined through that that was it. But that was the backbone when we were playing. You know, he held us to a standard that you better show up. You better play hard. You better slide in the second hard. And if you're not, he's going to let you know. And so, but that's what you need. And I think, and I can tell you right now, that's what our game's missing in today's game. You know, those guys are not allowed. And so, and that's what Scotty was and what Scotty does. And so we were very fortunate to have him.
0: David, when you talk about his defensive abilities, obviously we know the stats, right, with this gold gloves and and all-star abilities. But for you, where does he rank in terms of all-time third baseman defensively?
2: Uh, Oh, for me, he was the best. He's the best best third baseman I ever played with. Um, The thing about it was, as everyone knows, um, going to my right was not my strong suit, you know, because the lack of arm strength and everything like that. So actually, when I signed with the Cardinals, You know, Tony Russo called me up and got me on the phone and stuff like this. He's like, hey, we just wanted you to be you. Just be yourself. And guess what? You've got a guy that's going to be standing to the right of you that will protect you more than you'll ever know. He will cut off all those balls to your left. He'll let you play more straight up and more up the middle because he covers that zone. And and that's what he did. You know, it allowed me to really be able to play a little bit more straight up that I didn't have to worry about um, too many of the backhand balls with the last arm straight to throw in the first, that he was going to cut it off. And that's what Scott Rowland did. He made, he made the guy next to him so much better. And I think, especially when I was there, I guarantee his advanced metrics were off the chart because he had a lot more balls to get to.
1: <laughs> How much did that change your game, though, David? Because I would imagine it's a little intimidating when you know that that's your weakness and you're playing such a spotlight position. But you coming over from the Angels, playing with St. Louis, where you have that gold-glove third baseman, right. did that change your game
2: at all? Well, yeah, because of the sense of it allowed me to be more like, cause I always cheated a little bit to the pull side. So uh, I could get, a, I could make sure that, that I was coming around the baseball to make the throw. Um, and so it just allowed me to play another step or two more up the middle, which actually gave, gave that side of the infield more range, you know? And so that, that was, it was definitely a comfort. And, and, and until you experience that on the field, you're like, Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty cool.
0: What would you say the main thing that Scott taught you about baseball is?
2: Um, the, the biggest thing it's 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 a game. So basically, you show up and you are professional and you play the game to your best ability, and that's what that's what Scotty did. So like like when, it, when we go back to the standard, you know, because I was coming up, you know, um, through the system, and don't get me wrong, I had a very good mentor and Darren Erstead. Over in over in Anaheim, but then stepping into St. Louis and with those number of stars on the club, like what he the way he went about it, I would say professionalism. It was unbelievable. And get your job done. You know, the humility was off the charts. You know, he was the guy that wanted to check in, do his job and go home. He didn't care about the fanfare. And so and I think that was the biggest thing, professional professionalism being that great and being humble.
1: People don't remember this, and again, we're talking with David Eckstein, uh, former teammate of Scott Rowland's here in St. Louis, but also in Toronto, and, and David, that's where I wanted yeah. to go, because people may not remember that, that you played yeah. in Toronto that following season uh, that Scott Rowland did also in 2008. Was he the same guy in Toronto that he was in St. Louis?
2: Yeah, he definitely was. He definitely was. Um, he was He was going in to, to bring that mentality and that standard, and he definitely was that guy there, and even with me, you know, because I mean, I kind of struggled that year. I was actually um, kind of platoon for and stuff like that. And he was right there with me, you know, helping me out and everything like that. And so, like, no, totally the same guy. I mean, and that's, that's when you go to professionalism. You know what I mean? No matter the situation, no matter what club, you're going to be the same person. So when you got Scott on day one, you know what I mean it was the same Scott on the final day. And that's, that's what he, he brought.
0: We've also heard about his physical strength, which I don't know that I realized was such an attribute for him. I mean, the story earlier today on the show of him picking up Chris Carpenter literally by his shoulders and carrying him 10 feet. I mean, uh, that's an accomplishment. What can you say to speak to about his strength?
2: Like his forearms, like so like strong. That's what called man strength. Like, like he was so like you couldn't even like, yeah, and. If anything ever, all he had to do was put his hand on you, and it wouldn't be me, but, like, anything, and it stopped, and you weren't moving. Um, yeah, like, like the gentle giant, because, like, you don't really realize it until you're there, and you see it in action, and, and he is so strong. But that made him so strong. Like, that's why the bat went through the zone the way it did, and the ball flew off his bat. You know, and so, but like, yeah, definitely man' strength beyond man she's probably one of the strongest guys I played with.
1: Someone was talking about that yesterday uh, about you know his uh, ability to to slide into second base and so, make people intimidated yeah. from a shortstop and second baseman's perspective, David at that time of 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 baseball, I would imagine very intimidating watching a Scott Rowland come trucking down the first base line
2: oh my gosh, like like, and, you mean when he, he like he loved taking out the second baseman for the shortstop <laughs> like he loved that and the the intimidation factor because as a middle infielder like you know the guys that come in hard you know and and you're like you mean know, you watch out for them and then all of a sudden you are altering the way you go about it like everyone knew scott was coming after you no matter what no matter what the score was if, the, if there was going to be a close play he was going to try to put you on your butt And so, and that led to errant throws and everything like that. But it also goes back to setting the standard. You always play hard. You play the game right. You know, and, and, and like, like Scott always talked about, like, like base running was so important. And you go, you go across the board. Anyone that's ever coached him or played with him, they usually say he's the best base runner they've ever seen um, run the bases in, in Major League Baseball.
0: Well, there's a psychological aspect to that as well, right? You're getting in the other player's head, hardcore. No. I mean, Daniel Descalso oh, yeah. was tweeting out the fact that you had to be aware when Rowan was on first base. There's a okay. double play ball. He's coming in hard to break <laughs> it up, and that just instills a, a sort of fear. And so it's very interesting that you have this guy who's like very intense and very motivated, mm-hmm. but also a gentle giant, and and right. you know, kind of these these different personality traits that uh, are being used to describe him. Uh, how did it all come together in a, his personality in terms of? you know his humor and and off the field
2: yeah I mean it all came because <laughs> i I can't even tell you like one of the funniest humans ever and and you just it was just out of nowhere and um but it was it was all who he was he's he's a country boy, you know mm-hmm. like i, I the, the one day I, was, I I called him to talk about he's on he's on his tractor on his farm, <laughs> you know like that you know it was like ho hum you know and and that I mean he loved the game of baseball. He was very good at it, and but he never took it too seriously, you know, and so which allowed him to be the same person. And like, like as as for some other players, it goes to their head when they become the elite of the game, and it didn't. He was still that same old country boy. Like, hey, you know, and that and that's what you know adored him to so many of the of the players, you know, the team that he played on.
1: Final question, David, from me. Um, that World Series run that the Cardinals had in 2006, yeah. of course, everyone knows you were the MVP in that series against the De- the Detroit Tigers. How impactful, though, was a Scott Rowland for the Cardinals to win that World Series?
2: So this, this, is, this is kind of the, I mean, like, I got hot at the right time. I think I was the hot, hot person at the time. But if you actually look at the numbers, it could have very easily been Scott Rowland. You know, what he did in game one, the ability to get us going um, and and, and how consistent he was throughout the World Series. You know, I didn't get a hit the first two games. And so if you actually break it down and look at it, you know, like, like he could have very easily been the MVP. We don't win the World Series without Scott Rowan.
1: One of the many reasons why we love him here in St. Louis. And, David, we always love getting the chance to catch up with you as well. Thank you so much for taking some time out today and doing this with us. Uh, enjoy the festivities in July when he goes into the Hall of Fame, and uh, enjoy the rest of the off season.
2: Well, thank you so much.